Welcome everybody. <coughs> Round two. <laughs> okay, any questions that are bubbling? Anything not understood? Anything hanging out there from this morning? Crystal clear? I was impressed with how well you do American 40. <laughs> yes, there's a big difference between 40 and 40. Yes. some perspective on a pattern of mind um, on the kind of the other half of my wife over here and uh, so working with her particular situation and her physical uh, onslaughts you know mm-hmm. are pretty uh, challenging and um, I I think one of the things that I find myself doing a lot is really choosing the task, completing the task, and um, but staying very task-oriented. And I sometimes think that gets me away from my over-view uh, self, my you know, my uh, the yeah. perspective I like to keep about myself. Yeah. And it's really challenging for me. Um, we're living, we have a house, in two, two different houses, and I'm working in one place, and I'm here part-time. And so I'm kind of, work, we're working on a transition to get back mm-hmm. into the same space together. And, um, but it's this sense of exhaustion that I'm experiencing of continually wanting to show up for whatever is in front of me and showing up 100%. Like, I'm really going to show up for this. I'm going to get it done. I'm not going to multitask to a sense that I'm going to get do a second and third thing, and then all of a sudden... You know, so I'm trying all these kinds of disciplines to uh, manage my time and kind of... Uh, create my uh, some sense of centeredness in a lot of disruption and uh, and it's challenging and I'm not sure that it's not really an avoidance mm-hmm. <laughs> by because I'm doing you know I'm ultimately you know it's very responsible very like I'm going to get this done and work with clients and I have that same sort of experience uh, so I'm just, I, and I think you talked about uh, at the in the first part about the um, connection between what was it activity and uh, you know the one that's hard to break when you 
I can't remember exactly how you stated it, but I, I, I mean, you've gone through so many different layers of things, yet I kind of really get the nexus and the continuity and the focus, but sometimes I kind of lost track on that one, but it kind of felt like me, you know, in some yeah. ways. And yeah. we tend to kind of lose track when it's about ourselves, you know, because yeah, right, we right. don't have objectivity. <laughs> yeah. So you right. can't, oh yeah, that's how that works, okay. Right. When you're in it, it's like, what, what? Yeah. Step out from this, see this? Yeah. Yeah. When, we, when we've never had that distance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I find myself, in, in essence, in a lot of exhaustion because yes. I'm being so responsible, so yes. showing that's up. That's what's making you tired. And, you know and, that's what's making yeah, you tired. Yeah, Great. yeah. And so that's kind of like... Um, you know, and I think I could hear from other uh, perspectives you're giving other people so wonderfully in the wonderful way that you're able to frame things so people can hear what you have to say. And that's really wonderful. And I'm just, um, and it's so applicable to me in certain ways because I can learn cerebrally, but I'm right. not learning from you one-on-one. Yes. So that's okay. kind of... Okay, okay. Okay. How do you feel about your wife's health? Oh. Yeah. It's incredibly, yeah. you know, yeah. to be a watcher, you know? Yeah. And uh, there's not a lot that I can add, you yeah. know, except for being there and showing up and being present with her as she struggles valiantly and yeah. and various, various elements. Yeah. yeah. So it's really, really hard. The space for your own feeling. Thank you, Deb. The space for your own emotions must be created. Mm-hmm. You need an outline for your own, mm-hmm. your, your own reaction, your own response. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if the, the, the task drivenness mm-hmm. is allowing you to kind of push some things to the side. Oh, yeah, because it feels like, oh, I'm doing something good. You know, yes. I'm accomplishing, you know, yes. like I'm making pro- progress, you know, I'm like slowly, like, you know, pushing it up the hill, you know, the Greek myth, you know. Yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it's really, um, and I just know that if I let my attention go too much, you know, I'll just kind of melt out. Yeah, and, and it's not, and, I, don't, I don't really avoid melting out. It's yeah. not the emotional melting out. Yeah. It's that kind of sense of responsibility of, well, I'm not going to meet all my responsibilities or uh, something like that, you know. And, and So uh, let's see how bad a meltdown where you're not doing anything for a while. Mm-hmm. How bad would that get? Like, well... Um, is it the idea of it is worse than like taking three weeks to yeah. just just do nothing, just hang out with her and, uh-huh. and do your own thing mm-hmm. and take walks in nature and just stop mm-hmm. all the doing for a while? Mm-hmm. Is that doable? And how bad would it get if you pulled the plug on the... Well, I'm, I'm actually, interestingly enough, it's getting more... I'm, I'm running into, kind of, given the work I do, I'm running into kind of a... A slow thing for the next couple of months, so it's I'm very happy it's very uh, accessible in certain ways that I can yeah. maybe do something like that. Yeah. yeah, because what's making you exhausted is when you're using the the the, 
the task doer, the, the driven mm-hmm. fella, the responsible mm-hmm. fella, when that's out of balance, you're exhausted because it's right. covering over something else. Right. I'd love to see you giving yourself more space mm-hmm. to process, mm-hmm. y- you know, just to like, how do I feel about this? Just check in, how do I feel about this? Because there's mm-hmm. something in you that's running, uh, that's yeah. just running. And, and that's, right. you're exhausted from right. that. Exhausted. That's kind of like I can't catch up to it. That's right. You can't, and of course right. you can't catch up to it because right. of course you can't. You're going to be chasing right. your tail and right. and I'd be inclined to encourage you to just kick back and the two of you just like, mm-hmm. you know what? For a few months, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it is a great yeah. word. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Let's just hang out here and talk crap. Mm-hmm. for a few weeks mm-hmm. you know and go and do things that are relaxing like mm-hmm. take a vacation but at home yeah right yeah that would be really good I'd love to see your system just yeah. de-stress soften out come yeah. back down so that like yeah I can do something or I can't do something right. but I'm not being busy right. out of my right. deadlines and You're avoidance right. and needing to be driven do right. you know right yeah you know it's like that that you can't have the, we can't have the two of you sick, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, and there's no need for you to be sick. Yeah, right. But right. your body's going to hit a wall. Right, right. Well, it, it, yeah, in a lot of ways it has. You know, also, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like we now have two people who, They're one person who lost their home and another couple who lost their home saved but lost everything. They're living in our house in, oh. in Nikaya right now okay. because they got burned out. So, yeah. oh yeah, uh, things are going to ease up. Oh, are they? Yeah. <laughs> you know, is this going to happen? And and I think, well, gosh, if I had their their experience, you know, that's that would be really demanding. And I'm so blessed not to be in their situation. Yes, yes, you know? yeah, yeah. But it's really, yeah, but there's it's episodic. I mean, there's so many episodes of those those kinds of uh, events uh, that I feel like um, um, that. Continue to run me. Yes, they're running yeah, you. Yeah, they're yeah, running you. Yeah. I want you. To, I want to see you kind of strong and resourced. Mm-hmm. And then you, mm-hmm. when you've resourced yourself, you can take care of. Right, right. But you're taking care of, and the cost right. is internalized. And it's like whoa, whoa, not sustainable, not yeah. sustainable. Yeah, no. We'll always find somebody who's worse off than yeah, we are. Right. You know, yeah, that's right. a trick of the mind. Right. Some people compare themselves to people who are worse off, some people compare themselves to people who are better off. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. throw out the whole lot of it. <laughs> you know, stay balanced in right. yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, about, what do I need to do for me now? I'd love to see you taking time every day mm-hmm. to ask, what do I need to do for me? Mm-hmm. And listen to the, I should, mm-hmm. I should, right. but like, no, what do I need to do for me? Mm-hmm. Might be just, you know what, I'm just gonna read the paper. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go for a walk. I'm just gonna shut my eyes mm-hmm. and take a nap for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But just getting the pattern of responding to your own needs so that right. your own needs are automatically heard. Right. They've been shut away for a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've found myself occasionally when I'm back in UK, I'll take a day or something, or a day and a half, yes. which is great, but, I, yes. but, not, but it's what I need is far more than a day. You do. You need far yeah. more than a day yeah. to like just unwind, right. unfurl the whole lot, mm-hmm. you know, so that you're like, okay, right. Okay, I'm ready now. Now what really, really has to be done? Really has to be done. You know? Mm -hmm. Coming from that place of resource in yourself. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see you with a chunk of time Mm -hmm. to do nothing but kick back and smell the roses. Mm -hmm. A chunk of time. And during that time, to learn how to take care of your own needs. Mm -hmm. 
Put them first. Yeah. It's Drink a as you pour. Hmm? It's a historical. Pattern. It's a historical. It is a course. I can yeah. see it in you. Yeah, yeah. Drink as you pour. Uh huh. Drink as yeah. you pour. Mm-hmm. You know. I like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, learning how to take care of your own needs. Mm-hmm. We have to really because something gives, mm-hmm. and we become. We're feeding into if if we're not taking care of our own needs, what puts us out of balance will eventually make us attract somebody who has to take care of us. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We lose mm-hmm. our autonomy. Uh-huh. So we go into that cycle mm-hmm. of needing somebody else mm-hmm. like us to take care of us mm-hmm. because we're not taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we go into that loop. Yeah. You know? It's like, okay, we've got to pull you back, take care mm-hmm. of your own needs, mm-hmm. but downtime. You've got to decompress. Yeah. I'm so glad your work is going to slow up a bit. Mm-hmm. Mark some time, plan some time mm-hmm. together and be strict yeah. about it mm-hmm. because the old pattern will really want yeah. to, to crank up. It really will. Be like, darn it, I'll just go over there for half a day and do that. Be no problem. You know, and it's like, stop, stop. This is downtime. This is decompressed mm-hmm. time. You know, and spend time with what comes up emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, some part of you is, is exhausted. Mm-hmm. Exhausted. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we need to give that a bit of a vacation. Let yeah. it come to the top. So that there's a bit of nurturing for that part, you mm-hmm. know? It's worth it. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. Things can wait. Mm-hmm. But your own health can't. Mm-hmm. And time with her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. talk about fear because I feel this is my core issue uh-huh. and both in a spiritual way where it's keeping me away and in a more worldly way where <clears throat> I tend to kind of retreat into myself are you afraid of something or is it that you kind of hang out with that experience of fear In a spiritual way, the the few glimpses I had, it was so vast that my system became really scared, and I did everything I could to get grounded again. So that I mean, mm. it was just like <sighs> can't do that. Mm. Um, In the more worldly thing, yeah. it's a just uh, ended a relationship. I'm living alone now, and I enjoy very much living alone. But when I really notice when the house is quiet, I get very scared. Huh? And it's again, it's you know, it's kind of empty. So any kind of sound, 
whether that's a meditation tape or, or something like that. I don't have TV or something, but it eases it up. I'm, I can relax. Huh. Huh. And I think it's relatively common. I think I, I don't I don't know. I think it's relatively common. Maybe not everybody notices it. I mean we live in a society where the average T V time is what, four hours a day or something. So, you know. Yes. But it's very strong and I'm not at the point where I'm willing to really go there and burn through it because it's too scary. You know what I mean? I, I, I can't, when I, when I try to sit in it, I get so scared that I yeah. try to yeah. start scattering myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so the spiritual one. <clears throat> when you're going into that like abyss, that huge vastness, and fear cranks up, oh, it could be any thought. It could be any thought. It's like, well, what's going to work? It's almost like your mind says, well, let's throw up whatever's going to work. Mm-hmm. That's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is, is like, whatever in your system can't handle merging into the vastness has to be released. So that gets shaken. Mm-hmm. So, so at that point, there's another way to look at it. It's like, all right, in that vastness, yeah, fear is going to come up because it doesn't belong there. Fear doesn't work in the vastness. So as it, it doesn't, it pulls you. It's the magnet to pull you back mm-hmm. into the world. Like you have to purge the system before you can stay yes, there. Yes, exactly. Okay. You have to purge it out of your system in order to stay there. Mm-hmm. So what is not of love has to leave. What is not, you know, of love really. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff has to leave. So fear would be the absence, absence of that wholeness. So it's going to come up. We all at some point have to uh, uh, break through fear, push through it at some point. And you know, okay, when you're up, when you're up against it and you're, the invitation is there to pull through it, you invariably shake it off. What's going to happen if you didn't? I only can describe it as a sensation here. Okay. That's how I feel it. Right. A sensation in your heart. Would it give you a heart attack? Would it? What would it do? I'm not prone to heart attacks. It's a fear of dying or a fear of being killed. Okay. Maybe being killed more. Okay. Like of a physical attack. Okay. Yeah. 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 So and does that help you to stay alive? No, because it creates either a, a space of slight par- be, being slightly paralyzed mm. or, or fake business. Yes. Neither of them stops the killer. He might not find me. Yes, there is no killer. You know there's no killer like. <laughs> Mightn't find you if you're busy. Mm. 
So your mind just created an idea that you're believing into your own perception. I don't know. I mean, I'm just speaking out uncensored right now. I, I never thought about it like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. You know, That's what we're doing. A, it's like, yeah. okay, how much logic is really behind this emotional reaction? <laughs> like, really? What, what, what evidence is there? That's what I'm after. So when there's silence, it's more likely that there's a killer around. Yes. Like for me, the safest spot, like I love to uh, work in coffee shops because you have people around you without them wanting anything from you. So it's kind of a safe space for me. Yes. It's like having people around without engaging. That's the safest yes. space. Is that what it was like when you were a kid? Um, I was very much alone as a child. Ah, I was alone with my mother. Ah. And my mother was depressed. So there was actually... And the engagement was that she had permanently the, the radio, like the German version of, of NPR running. Right. So till I was five or six, I was... Um, uh, I sometimes jokingly say it was like an isolation prison cell because there was really no kids around or anything. All right. Because, because it's, it's one of the opposite, you know? You're creating what you knew or you're creating the antidote so you don't have to experience what was down there, yeah. back there. But that was then. And that was a child's perspective of trying to manage and have her needs met and learning about survival. Mm. You know? And you're creating something of that. You've turned it into an adult version, you know? Right. But that's all you're doing is running a program <clears throat> that, that got put into your brain way back. But how do you end the program? That's the point. If you can, if you can get enough distance from it, you take away the power from it. It's like that, that, that has nothing to do with now. Nothing. I'm not living with my mother. I'm not... Like, my needs are met by me. I can do it. I'm an adult. So... There's a few layers to this. You, you, you're... The, in the spiritual path... Fear has been set up as it's, you know, I'm going to get killed. And some layer, actually, yeah, the personal I will die. That's, that's waking up, is the personal I dies. But it's not violence. It's actually that you see through that it never was. Mm-hmm. But while it's alive, it imagines that without itself, there will be a death. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. But it's not going to be killed. It's not like that. It just stops running. It's like turning off the TV. It just stops running. Mm. So, okay. So, so we have the spiritual piece. We have the childhood part of trying to create, make it safe. Mm-hmm. The familiarity of the, the, the noise, the people on all around the time, and, and people that don't need anything from you. Yeah, the German version of PRI is that. It's just <laughs> noise and clutter and stuff, right. people talking and stuff going on, and nobody needs anything from me. So, so your system finds that familiar. Mm-hmm. I'd like a new familiarity. I'd like a new familiarity for you. 
So whatever way you feel when the TV is on or the busyness is on, it's like, okay, I get how that makes me feel, makes me feel secure. Can I go into rest and digest instead of fight or flight? Can I go into rest and digest without the busyness, the cafe, the noise, without creating the scenario? Can I find rest and digest as my natural way? Because it seems your natural go-to is the fight or flight. There's a killer on the loose. Mm -hmm. You know? And, and you'll go there easily enough. I want you to go to fight or flight. Or to, to rest and digest instead. Mm -hmm. So it means training your system instead of the preservation. It's to trust that, oh, okay, yeah, that's my preservation story. It's not appropriate right now. Somebody comes in to kill me, that's my destiny, that's fine. But I'm going to rest. Rest and digest. That's the opposite to fight or flight. Can you train your system, do you think? To find a new norm? I feel like I'm <clears throat> missing a little bit the tool. Okay. So let's say I'm in, in my living room and it's quiet. No TV, no... no yeah. No, whatever is running. Yeah. And I feel this, it's probably panic, panic creeping up. What do I do? Sit in it? There's because two, when I try to sit in it, what I will do almost instantly is starting to space out. Right. Right. So that's what, I mean, the, the, the concept of what you're saying is very clear, but the practical tool I'm kind of very insecure with. I... I I'm not sure you're ready to sit in there and see that fear is right. made of nothing. I, yeah. I don't feel that either. Me neither. <laughs> no. But you might be in a year's time. Mm -hmm. Do you know? I'm like, actually, I'm going to see what this friggin' fear is about anyway. Right. I'm just going to, let's see how bad it gets. Let's see if that pain in my chest is going to kill me. Let's just see. Mm -hmm. I'd like to work towards that in a year's time. Mm -hmm. But until then, I'd like to see like, okay, that's fight or flight. To get a little bit of objectivity. Okay, I see what's going on. I see what's going on. There's the fear starting. All right. Let's see if I can just calm my system down. Mm. Just calm my system down. Right. This, so, all that's happening here is chemicals. Let's run different chemicals. Do some Qigong. Do some stretching. You could. The destination is rest mm -hmm. and digest. So you're processing. Your mm -hmm. digestion. It's like after a meal, you know, when you kind of... Like that. No anxiety. But right now, what you have is, you know, your, your reaction that's very close to the surface all, all the time right. is that is fear. You know, some version of, of paralysis, fear, or get busy. Right. It's all tight. And I'd love to see, like, you know, even if you set a timer on your watch for, like, every two hours. Okay, I'm going to rest and digest. Hmm. I'm going to rest and digest. All right, there's no fear around. That's perfect. I'm still going to just... Completely relax my system, completely. Mm -hmm. Run different chemicals in your body. Mm -hmm. Get your body used to different chemicals so that it gets addicted to the rest and digest mm -hmm. instead of the ad adrenal system. Do you know? Yeah. So I, I just go back to this practical thing. So leaving my house and going for a walk is not really it, right? Because that's just a modified version of that's the right. flight. That's okay. right. That's right. That's a convincing. That's yeah, yeah. That'll fool you. A trick. That'll fool you. <laughs> that'll fool you. Yeah. Rest and digest. Yeah. It's like oh, I see what's happening. The moment that you see it, 
Let's just see what's happening. Instead of being busy, go into rest and digest. Because the busyness is just part of the same thing. That's the coping strategy that you have now, but it doesn't really work. Right. Because it, it just feeds the same chemical race that goes on in your system. Right. And that would mean I work as an accountant in, and in spring is our super busy time here, like tax returns. And um, so it would mean to try not to go totally into overdrive. Yes. Because that's what usually happens for me for like two months where I'm like, I really have a hard time just stopping and Ooh. at all. Oh, very and good. So I'm glad you said that. This type of se seasonal uh -huh. impact, uh -huh. I can tell how I'm trying to keep the pattern alive. Wow. Because sure after are. that, I have like four weeks, to, which I need kind of just to come down uh -huh. and then I'm kind of kind of normal yeah. but then and eight cracks. months later there we just, go again we, God isn't that ideal that your system has set it up around a season perfect. Yep. it's perfect setup. Yeah, but at least it's a season and not a year right. because there are people that's right. eight hours right. a week so how do accountants do the, the season up to April how do they do that without being stressed I don't know <laughs> it's doable huh? it's doable I think with less anxiety, I would be less stressed. Um, if I had better boundaries, I would be less stressed because I yes. very much tap into other people's emotion and most most Americans have a lot of anxiety around their tax returns. Yes. I mean, not everybody, but yes, know, a lot just as a, there's valid. a lot yeah. coming up, existential right. fears and That's right. stuff coming up. So, and you ride that with them? I ride a lot with them, yeah. No. Could you have a relationship with your customers, clients, whatever the term is? Could you have a relationship with those people who use your services without dancing with them at their level of anxiety? I'm trying every year, so this job is kind of my big learning field. Uh, I'm getting a little better. Um, I'm also exploring what I found out for me is my way to control situations or control fear is either to go away or to pull people very close. Yeah. So I yeah. know because I have a lot of returning clientele, yeah. I know my clients very well and they yeah. know me very well. Yeah. So, but this pulling it close, of course, makes their up and downs in life over the past 10 years or whatever they have and they have you know you're walking diseases or divorces or whatever they have yeah. I just kind of and I can tell that it takes me a lot of energy yes yes is it worth that on, on you on your system for the benefit that you get for bringing them close no that's a very fast no yeah <laughs> No. So is it all right if you're distanced a little bit from them and they kind of wonder, what's going on? It, is that it, all right? It is, but I have this same feeling here. If I keep the distance, I get very scared. Why? I don't know. Will they kill you? Like, literally, is, there, is that thought in there? It seems like a very fundamental fear of human beings. I'm always like when people are scared of the forest or something, I always say, I'm not scared of animals. If I'm scared of anybody, it's a human being. Yeah. Um, so is this your way of controlling them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's 
pulling close, going away or pulling very close is my way to control it. So let's look at the controller. So what if you weren't, you didn't act on anything that would make you feel in control? What if the controller was just to be ignored? I don't know whether I ever tried. <laughs> That's what gets fed through all of this, yeah. is the controller. You're trying to control, will I be killed, will I not be killed? Well, what's, it's all trying to control something that doesn't need controlling at all. Mm-hmm. The controller is, is a complete... Um, um, add-on you know it's like superimposed mm-hmm. on top of the flow of life that's just fine and then the mind kind of catches onto this control thing and it jumps on top of everything and interprets it in a different way mm-hmm. and it does nothing except fills us with fear and, and you know right. contraction and then stress has a value when the controller is very high stress has a value you know mm-hmm. it feeds you in some way like having a stressful oh it's very stressful being busy people who have a very strong I don't know where you are on this trajectory but people who have a very strong controller stress is what feeds them hmm. it's like they're, they're, if something is very stressful they're working harder they're, they're, they should be getting more um, notice from other people you know certain things this is quite serious really and so you know you kind of acknowledge me for this you know, I'm doing great. Tell me I'm doing great. And I must tell myself I'm doing great because this is really tough. Mm. You know, yeah. that's when the control is really strong. We have a kind of a weird relationship with stress. So where it we feeds need the stress. ego too. Yes. yes. All about, all yeah. investing in the ego. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, where <laughs> the controller is strong, we've got a weird relationship with stress. Mm-hmm. We need it. We need it. And it has a value for us. It has a value. We're working harder. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about calming down this nervous system. Yes. In different ways. In or different giving ways. giving it breaks. You have it. Yeah. Little, lots of little breaks so that your adrenals get downtime. Yeah. Downtime. Downtime. So that your natural MO is rest and digest rather than just being on alert. Mm-hmm. To just, do I have to fight? Do I have to flight? What's, what's going on here? You know? And I, I, I don't want that to be active. Mm-hmm. You know? It's very rare that we have to fight or flight. It's very rare. Really is. So I'd like you to explore your relationship with stress. Mm-hmm. Just that busyness of being full on. It's like, okay, how can I reduce my stress? Yeah. You know, after Christmas, it's going to get bananas again. How do I reduce? I can say no. I can take on less clients. Can I survive if I have less clients? If my, I lose some of my loyal ones, is that all right? Because I'm not kind of going to sympathize with, I'm not going to be on high dough when they're on high dough. Can I, can I lose some of that? So this will build your confidence. You see, it's like I'm stepping away from the tribe that I've been, you know, yeah. uh, depending on. Yeah. Can you see? Yes. So it's really about st- stepping out entirely. Mm-hmm. So, so the stepping out is like stepping out of the, um, the, the, the busy cafe. Mm-hmm. It's like stepping out of that. It's like you're not going to have that buffer zone that, that's really familiar for you. You're not right. going to have it. And can you be in rest and digest when you don't have that? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. When 
you don't have people at a safe distance, either out there or in here. Can I be in rest and digest without playing that game? There's loads of ways for you to come at this, but I think it needs it needs yes. different approaches. Yes, and I noticed if I'm very exhausted, it's harder for me to keep some boundaries. I mean, just because then you just go back into old patterns. When That's kind right. of you know get enough sleep and everything, and it's right. much easier. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 even true for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, to get enough sleep, if that's a basic need in there, yeah. it's like all right, that does mean stopping at six o'clock. Right. I don't care. We'll have to find an extension. I don't care. This is where it's going. That's it. Can't do any more. And about prioritizing your own needs to that extent. That's what will break the fear. Mm-hmm. That's what will break it. In a year's time, you certainly will. If you go through a season like that, a tax season, you bet you'd be able to like, okay, what's this fear thing anyway? Let's, <laughs> let's, let, let it come up. I'm just going to lie in the bed. I'm just going to stir it up. And, we're just, and the house is completely silent. All right. Come on. Show me your worst. Let's see what you'll do mm-hmm. without me running from you. I'm not going to run. Let's see. Yeah. So put that in your schedule for next year. Okay. Sometime next summer. You know? All right. I'm just, just going to... Let's see how bad it can get. And the magic is you discover that, oh my God, it's nothing. It's just a rush of chemicals. It's just a rush of chemicals. There's nothing in it. There's no substance. Mm-hmm. There's nobody there. It's just a thought, an old pattern, and a rush of chemicals. Mm-hmm. Bloody hell. There's nothing at the center of it. Nothing. 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 But does the mind use it as a trump card? You bet. You bet. Mm. But it would have to leave your system for you to merge into that vastness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You'll do it. You'll do it. And if you're not ready next summer, you put it in the schedule for 2019. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Give yourself a year at a time. You can do it next summer. Yeah. You can do it next summer if you're really diligent. This spring. Coming spring. Okay. Yeah. You can. There'll be an opening there for you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Isn't fear a tricky one, huh? All the games it plays, you know? All the, the, the ways it shows up. You know? Just to perpetuate itself. And the price on our bodies when, when we're in fight or flight, the price is so high. You know? Introduce rest and digest a bit more. It's okay. It's okay. Yes, please. So my question is kind of one of perspective in terms of like the spiritual path. Yeah. I've had some experiences and had some dreams. And I'm kind of wondering, am I a taproot or one of those yeah. that have all those roots? Or yeah. just to, where do I go? What's, mm. How do I figure out what's my next steps on that? Mm. So, so tell me a bit about, I, I need you to paint a picture so I can find you. Um, uh, like about myself? Yeah, like what, what do, do you believe you are your body? Do you believe you are who you think you are? Is that pretty solid? Mm, I guess I don't really know how to answer that question. I mean, in some of my experiences, some of my dreams, it's like I'm not body. Yeah. It's more experiential. Some dreams... um, How do you mean it's more experiential? What's more experiential? Like in... Well, like one dream I'm thinking of is... uh, It's an experience of profound sorrow. Yes. Like just very, very 
Yeah. Unimaginable, unimaginably yeah. deep sorrow. But it's not tied to anything. Great. Like I'm not a yeah. person experiencing sorrow. It's just that. Yeah. Um, what do you understand that that dream to be about? I, that I don't know. Okay. I don't know other than it's incredibly painful. Yes. When I wake up. Yes. Um, let's see. Childhood trauma. A couple childhood traumas, which I think affect me in terms of kind of feeling like a victim. Sort of, a, I tend to adopt a victim role. Okay. Stance-wise. Yeah. In that. Um, what do you get out of that? Um, I think in the beginning it was like some comfort. I've finally come to a place where I'm able to, like with a couple of my friends, sort of mock that piece of it. Great. Like, yeah. I'm victimizing again, or I'm a victim again, or I'm Good trying friends. to be a victim again. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So that, I mean, I think I got some comfort from that. I notice that still tends to still keep going right. on. Um, I struggle with... Um, a very harsh critic, internal critic on the one hand, and sort of excessive grandiosity on the other hand. Right. Ugly battle inside. Right. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question. Yes, it does. It gives me a good, a good um, picture, actually. Okay. Have you a sense of entitlement then? Um, it's strange. I think I have both in, uh, entitlement and inferiority. Yeah. As well. I think yeah. And I guess that those that's how it goes fit. usually. Yeah. Um, so with victim, do you have tendency to be a bully also? No, I don't think so. Why not? Why Why am I not a bully, or why do I think I don't? Why are you not a bully? <laughs> why are you not a bully? Question. Um, because I have a pretty good sense of how that feels to be on the other end of that. And that's, I don't want to be that. That's not me. But you're maintaining the other end of it. In the sense of... So as long as you're, you're, you're continuing with the pattern of being a victim, you're maintaining the opportunity for bully to show up. Mm, okay. So, so you're creating a bully in somebody else by presenting the victim in you. Okay. Right. So, it. so while no, 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 I, I, it's awful. I, I'm not a bully. Okay, or whatever. I'm paraphrasing. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, no, I'm not a bully because I, I know how that feels. It's like, yeah, but you're doing your bit to keep that dance going. Okay. Like we're guilty of both. If if we do one extreme, we're guilty of the opposite extreme. Somewhere we have a relationship with the opposite. Okay. You can see it with the grandiosity, entitlement, inferiority play. You can see it. They, they mirror a bit. Okay. Right? So as long as you play victim, you are endorsing the role of bully somewhere. Okay. I'm with you. Right. I don't know where that where, yeah. where goes. <laughs> All right. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah. And is that a, I guess it's probably evident, a block on the spiritual path? Absolutely. Absolutely. All of those roles that we, okay, as when, when we mature spiritually, when you're kind of near the end of it, 
you very often are thrown into having the opposite experience of what your pattern is. That's a, it's a kind of a trick, what, what, the way life unfolds. It says, well, you've played that one for so long, in order for you to find balance in the middle, we're going to swing you over to the other side. Mm-hmm. And very often you have to break your own rules, very often. So it tells me how deep you are in victim if there's no way that you touch being a bully. It's kind of like, okay, let's kind of, kind of show you that you're kind of endorsing a bully too. That's what I was doing there. Well, you, you're, you're endorsing being a bully, but it's still like, no, 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 no. So your commitment to being a victim is very strong. It's very strong because the bully is something that you would not do. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see you like, bully, victim, it's the same friggin' thing. They, they need each other. They're just spinning off each other. I'd like to see that. Um, I don't know <laughs> what you would like to see, though. What is that? What would that be? What um, would that look like? Yeah, yeah. To where your relationship with being a victim has more objectivity so that you can see that some part of you, some part of you bows down to being bullied or bows down to being bullied. They are the same thing. Hmm. They're the same thing. Okay. Right? So because there is a judgment of bullies are terrible and victims in some way get attention from it or you've got some version of that where there's a brownie point for being a victim Mm -hmm. and there's the opposite of a brownie point for being a bully. That value system has to change for you to get out of that dynamic. Uh, okay. You see? You can't be attached to one. You can't be attached to one. Without being attached to it, it, the whole, You know, you can be a bully or a victim. They're both the same. All right. They're is very a, same. same. Is this really saying I like Donald Trump? It could be. <laughs> it might be that some part of you, pure consciousness, is showing up as orange head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What you are is showing up as Donald Trump. Oh, okay. We call him orange head at home, sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Okay, okay. He's what I am, too. That's, that's, that's me having another experience of pure consciousness. It is, like, I know it is. It's not just a theory, I know it is. You know? No, I don't know. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not able to track you right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Where we need to get you is to disconnect from your value system attached to being a victim. Mm-hmm. Got it. We need to disconnect. You've got to see that they're same, same. That victim and bully perpetuate each other. They're equally culprits. Okay. So when I do that, then I will not have the repulsion towards Donald Trump. You won't have the repulsion from a bully and you won't have the, the siding with the victim. Okay. okay. They both will go together. Okay. Okay. Do you see? I do. That would be really good. For you to disconnect with being a victim to such an extent that you just see the whole game. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There can't be bullies without victims. You're enabling. You're just enabling. As long as, as, long as you value being a victim, you're enabling the bully. Mm-hmm. They're just balancing out what, what, what the role you're trying to play. Okay. You see? Okay. Get that much objectivity on the victim and be done with it. Be done with it. If you need, if, if somehow it shows up that you bully somebody, it's like, I can't frigging believe I did that. Welcome it. Because very often we end up swinging to the other side. Leave space for that. If that happens, don't punish yourself. 
if it happens, it would be a great thing if it happened, because then it really means that you're 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 done with both. Okay. 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 All right. Good. All right. That's the victim bully. We we need, we need that to be more That's of a distance. A from thing. It. Okay. It's it's a thing. Yeah, and we need you out of both of them. Okay. Okay. So then you've got this inferiority grandiosity thing, and then there's this um, self-critic. What what do you get out of a self-critic? How does that help you? That's uh, punishment for messing up, getting back on the right track, that kind of a thing. Is that what you're asking? What's the right track, and what's what's what? What, what kind of rules um, are the wrong? You know, have dictated the wrong track and the right track. What? What? What program are you running there? Well, I mean, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know. Hmm. Are there rules you made up yourself that you got someplace? Like, is it stuff that you, your social group would endorse you for? What? What's the right and wrong based on? Where'd you get that? Yeah, I don't think it's from social group. It's okay. probably it's my own. It's my own creation. It's stuff that I created. I don't know, experiences, yeah. observing, okay. things like All right. that. Okay. You see, he could just as easily have said it was my mom, it was my dad, or whatever, but it's like it's a cocktail from himself. It's important to know that. It's like, where, where, where did that come from anyway? You know? All right, so it's a cocktail of things you, you put together. Okay. Would you lose your way if you didn't have that? If you didn't have that map that you've gleaned from your life? Yeah, I think it would be hard to operate. Prove it to me. I think it's very hard to operate with it. You see? Mm-hmm. Okay, but so what are you saying, though? I mean, work on operating without that? Or yeah, where, where see are we it going? at a distance. I'm all into... If you see something at a distance, you're not caught up in the hypnosis of it. You're looking at it. So something is looking at it rather than being in it and under the spell of it. Do you see? Mm-hmm. So, so to get a distance from it, it's like, all right, so this sense of right and wrong that, you know, puts you back on track so that you're doing the right thing. It's like, is there a wiser part of you that might know something better than that map that you've gleaned from your life? Is there another part of you that can steer your way forward that doesn't use criticism or blame or well I, I wish the hell I knew it I'm sure there is in there somewhere I don't know yes I don't know it yes there is in there some, some, somewhere there is when we're always trusting our mind and we really believe yeah yeah I have to have these faculties to navigate my way forward there, then there is no opening to your innate wisdom mm-hmm. and you have innate wisdom we all do do you remember as a kid knowing that adults were bonkers? That you knew something and that they were just a bit mm-hmm. wacky like. Now you've become one of those wacky adults. Right. Great. Right? And you've forgotten what you knew. Do you know the knowing that a kid has? And it's not that they know A, B, C, D, it's not loads of knowledge, but there's a knowing. There's just doesn't have to be that stupid. That's that's just a stupid thing to say or do, or you know. Um, but we can't say it, or we didn't in those days. We didn't have the voice, the vocabulary. Right. 
I want to see you accessing that knowing before the trauma. The trauma took it away. does one go about how do I do that well the very fact that you like yeah you remember knowing that adults were like loopers okay alright cultivate a connection to that cultivate a connection to that anytime the self critic is there it's like whoa okay I'm going to go back to like four I'm going to go back to four to my inner knowing what would my inner knowing say about that okay Because it won't do self-critic. It won't have a right and wrong framework. But will it be more efficient? Wiser? Yes, yes. So it's like all that your experience of life taught you. I'm like, actually, let's just chuck all of that. Let's just chuck all of it. Chuck it all. And go back to what you knew before the trauma came in. The, the issue that we have, if we do this, the issue that we have is that all the frigging experiences of life were for nothing. For nothing. The pain, the therapy, all the money that you spent, all of it was for nothing. You came in with absolute clarity. It got knocked out of you. You had to heal it. Throw the whole thing off and let's pick you up before life destroyed you. But it's the grief it's the grief for like the pain you caused yourself for what you agreed that that comes up for most people it's just like what the heck was I doing what was it all for what was it all for and there can be a pain there and a lot of people don't want to go there but it's worth it so that might happen I just want to trigger that which part might happen what are you saying all of life's experiences which taught you what's causing the issues now do you know all of life's experiences were for nothing they were just a distraction like I don't even need that absolutely to drop all of it drop all of it together I think I could be okay if that happened I think you could too it might take a bit of discipline but I think you could do a deep dive into that you know and just like okay I can hear you I can hear you self-critic I can hear you right and wrong drop it drop it but we work so hard and this has happened before and, and it's like you know what I'm just going to trust that my four year old inside I'm just going to go there and really what it's doing is you're pulling away from the map of what's created your life the, from the you know the, the trauma to the, the way of coping as a result of the trauma getting rid of it all you'll have no certainty You'll have no... It's, it's, it's a kind of a nerve-wracking place because you're like, shit, i got to trust this? Really? Really? Okay. But it, once you get used to it, it's like, oh my goodness me, should... should I, I was just in my head all the time imagining that my head was going to figure it all out. All I was doing was getting in the way. And that's what you'll discover. Your head's getting in the way. Okay. A good sentence for you to say to yourself is, today I'm going to get out of my own way. I'm just going to get out of my own way. That would be very good if you could adopt that as a kind of a, a daily motto. I'm just going to get out of my own way. It's my mantra. Yeah, as your mantra. Get out of my own way. Get out of my own way. Okay. And start to trust something that's deeper inside. 
Yeah, you're welcome. The, the dream that you have about sorrow, when there's no story to touch, uh, no, to, to, um, to put form and, you know, drama onto an experience like that, and it's intense, like sorrow it, it, in that intensity. It's like profound. It's, it's profound. So deep. Yeah, that's right. What that is, is it's sorrow itself. So there, everything that's experienceable, everything we have a name for, it exists in its essence as well as being diluted into storyland by our dualistic me, you, things, events happen. You know, the story-making mechanism. Like a personal version? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Exa their personal versions are stories about sorrow. And sorrow happens and it's linked into cause and effect and it's an experience and we embellish the whole thing and we create drama. And we create identity. That's how that works. Going deeper than that, there is the energy of sorrow itself, love itself, knowledge itself, purity itself. There are these, I, I, I don't know, frequencies, dimensions, I don't know, we can use that kind of language. But what you're touching is the essence of sorrow itself before it goes into story before it integrates into the, 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 the self-referencing, attaching it to an experience that I have personally. Okay. So you can call it impersonal sorrow, but actually it's more existential. It's more sorrow itself okay. before it has gotten contaminated by the story-making mechanism and become a reality. You're touching sorrow itself. So it's like profound it's like the engine hub of sorrow before it rolls out into creation it's like a different phase of the creation of sorrow okay Am I, is it making sense yeah totally makes okay, sense okay great great um, is there some meaning attached to this or why would I have such a dream yeah I've had it more than one yeah 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 um, it, it tells me that that when your thinking mind is shut down, you're able to go back to the place before mind personalizes something. Okay. That when you're asleep, you're able to go to the essence of something before it becomes an experience that is, happens to somebody. So it's like you're, you're, you're pulling back to a, a finer aspect of creation like the engine room of creation, mm -hmm. where things are there in their concentrated form before they become utilized by human thinking. Okay. Making sense? Yeah. 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 yeah totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So while we're at it, then there was another dream that was of similar intensity, but it was not um, sorrow. And it, but it was also kind of I was I was embodied and it was a lucid dream. Yeah. And I was looking at all these plants and fences and they were all like these like diamond like crystals. And I was looking at all the I could see all the exact fine detail. It was like it was amazing. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it was incredibly yeah, that's beautiful. Beautiful. So is that a similar type of dream? Yes. Yes. Oh, your dreams are great. Yeah, I, that's not a dream at all, really. You know that. Like, no, I don't. What all right. Is, you know, like, well, I call dreams where we're kind of processing the garbage that's, you know, 
happen during the day. You know, you're kind of reliving stuff. You're just processing and, you know, that's all. You know, the images are being organized in your brain, you know, and whatever gave you anxiety is probably going to try and come up for another, another look, that right, kind of stuff. Right. So that's normal, normal processing. But when you're asleep and you have those intense dreams, um, the part of you that's not your personal brain is is uh, I don't want to say your attention because it's not your attention the me myself I has stopped and how things really are how how the perceiving itself sees things is being shown to you you're not looking from me looking at what's at the tail end of creation you're going back and you're seeing closer to as the system itself perceives okay do um, do some people see that way like they're walking around seeing that stuff um, it comes in and out of some, for some people yeah it comes in and out I can kind of switch that stuff on and off now but it used to be like whoa i got to pull in the car here and wait until the road just becomes a road again because it's like glistening gold or it's you know it's just it's all shimmering and it's not because it's warm it's like there's energy fields of everything everything is too interconnected like or I, gold everything being gold I had an experience on the golf course it was like that yeah. where it was at all at once just all of the trees and the leaves and everything it was like luminous yes it was glowing yes yes it's glowing yeah yeah good I'm glad you had when you were awake had one when you were awake Okay. Two. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what it is. It's just that your mind is too active. So it has to happen when, you're, when, when it's shut down, your personal chatterbox in your head. That's why it happens when you're asleep. Okay. Because the chatterbox okay. is turned down, you know? But I'd like more of that to happen when you're awake. So you know, it would tell me that the chatterbox is like going down in volume. So the, the route to that would be these two things that we talked about. The... The victim... Yeah, victim, victim bully, bully you got to throw that out, yeah. Hard. Okay. you got to throw out the victim bully. Yeah, yeah. Trick number three. You might remember, if you have a lucid dream, look at the palm of your hand. It, I don't know how it works. I have no clue how it works. I must kind of go back there and see how it works sometime. I never have. It was Carlos Castaneda said this once and anybody who's done it something has happened it gives a complete shift in your perspective and I have no clue how but if you remember if I'm having a lucid dream tonight I'm going to look at my hand and if there's a lucid dream and you look at the palm of your hand it creates a shift and I can't explain why but it creates a shift. Like in your life? Or yeah. In your, in yeah, yeah. In your waking experience, there's a shift in your perspective. There's a shift. Oh. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. It's only weird to like figure out what it, <laughs> what it is, but right now it's weird. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you very so much. So do that one too. All I right. I'll definitely do that. Okay. Thank yeah. you. So we have a capacity to perceive from loads of different levels, you know, like, when, when we use our self-referencing self network and we use the me, myself, I, 
we know what that looks like. We have colours, we have the floor, we have the ceiling. It's three-dimensional, it's here and now. We've got cause and effect. We've got, like, oh, when something breaks cause and effect, then it's like, you know, um, coincidence. or No, synchronicity. Synchronistic. You know, we have these words when something is... Or a miracle, you know, because, because cause and effect didn't line up. It's like, cause and effect doesn't line up at all. Like, it's just our agreed, shared perspective, you know? And, and, and that's fine. That's the dualistic perceptive, perception. And it's a shared mechanism. And one of the way, another way that we do it is we tell stories all the time. We make stories out of everything, and that reinforces it because we have to use language, which is based on subject-object, and that creates more of it. Okay, so we've got all these mechanisms for, for keeping alive that dualistic network. Don't believe a word of it, though. Don't believe a word of it. It's like, you know the way bees, they can't talk to each other, but they can draw a map of where they found honey. Do you know? And that's a survival mechanism to help each other, because they, they, they have to take care of the next generation and all find honey and store it up for the queen and blah, blah, blah. That's how it works. We're kind of similar. You know, we, we don't live well on our own. We're community-based beings. We can't make babies without somebody else. We can't do anything, really. With, you know, subsistence farming is long gone. We, we don't manage on our own. We're community beings. So we have to have something in our brain that makes us communicate and have an agreed agenda around what colour this is and what day of the week it is. That's just for functioning. What the heck do you believe it for? That's just for functioning. It's much more real to see that, yeah, that's just my functioning brain, that's my task-oriented. It's much more real to see that trees and leaves are made up of these exquisite crystals. That's much more authentic. Much more. Like, really, it's much more authentic. I just don't tell people that much, but that perception is there too. So if you're just viewing from the dualistic perspective, you're missing all of these other things that you as pure consciousness can perceive. But you can see it, but we, you know, it happens at dreams or it happens if you take, you know, hallucinogenic or something, you'll get access to it, you know, but it's there all the time. It's there all the time. But as long as you believe the dualistic framework, the me, myself, I, as long as that is who you are, that I'm the guy I think I am, I'm this body and I'm Jack O'Keefe or I'm Derek Gill or whatever you are, I'm dead going, whatever you believe. If you're going to buy into that, you're going to miss the other perspective because you've invested in me, myself, I. And to see the enormity and the magnificence, the magnificence of how this place works, how it's set up. Like, you couldn't dream it. You just couldn't dream it. It's beautiful. You know, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So let your perception get wider. Come out of the limit of thinking. You're not your body. You're not your mind. Forget it. Throw it out. Let your perception get wider, 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 wider. You know? Your mind is a little dog on a planet way down there. Come right out to Hubble and beyond. Get the broader view. <coughs> Whatever you've got to do to like open up those other parts of your brain so that you can phenomenally experience the wider view. You know, but if you're contracted and in your body and, and fearful of something, man, it's gotten so narrow, so narrow, that what I'm saying is just like garbage, new age garbage. It's not. It's been there forever. But, but if you're interested in that and you want to contract, you can do that. But it's like a funnel. 
You know, it's that's the me myself I is at one end. That's as deep as it gets. Because that's hell. That's suffering, believing you are your body, believing you are your mind. Being a victim of, you know, guilt and regret and that that motivates you on. Oh man, that's like hell. Live in the prison of your own thoughts. Wow, but I've got you to that far. But to come back, come back, come back, come back, come back. Let your view get wider, 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 wider. So it's very useful. It's like, I am all of it. I am all of it. Eventually, a total identity has to go. There's no need to be anything, but that's a useful stepping stone. There's a little rant. <laughs> yes, then. Sure. Did you have your hand up as well? Yeah, after Deb. Not at all. You come. Was there a hand over here someplace? With the camera. Yeah, sure. Great. Okay. Hi. Hi. So I first want to just say how I'm so thrilled to get to share you with my community here. <laughs> and um, you've been a mentor for me for a while now. And I wanted to share that, and then somehow in my introduction, it just went phew, and you know, so I'm saying it now. Okay. <laughs> I so value that. Um, so I have, I'm sort of in the midst of having some epiphanies as this is happening, not just because everybody's story is the quote, me story, you know, and we all have, we all share all of this, right? Because that's what this is, it's how it shows up in yes. each of our systems. But, yes. um, but I'm also having some epiphanies around polarities around love and hate. So I want to just share that and just see where it goes with you. Uh-huh. Um, I had a dream. Well, okay, I'm going to just do a little backstory reference here. I have two cats who don't get along mm-hmm. and never have. And it's been seven and a half years of having to keep them separated in our home because they don't get along. Um, and we tried for years to trying to work it out. I'm, I'm a psychotherapist, but I'm not any good at cat therapy because it didn't work at all. Um, but um, anyway, they, they seem to hate each other. So, but I had a dream two nights ago where they suddenly were in the same room together and they were loving towards each other. And it felt like this, wow, like, is this a sort of a sign? Is this what's about to happen? And I just kind of sat with it and don't know. But what I do know is that that's what's true. I mean, that's the epiphany that's always true, right? That always behind the hate, there's love. That that's the polarity of the love and the hate. But under all of it is love always. It's what we are. And that they actually do love each other. And that we, you know, that's what keeps, that's what the world's about. That's what life is. So, um... So that got me thinking, actually, to the, the bigger picture of Trump and me and the, the sense of self, the little me, despises this man, like thinks he's the worst thing that could ever happen, and oh, it's so horrible, right? And then there's this knowingness of, no, it's not about that. It's not about these polarities, and um, it, it's really, it's about love. It's about this person in the form of, of Trump has come along as my shadow, our shadow, um, and it's come through us, this, this manifesting of Trump from love, um, to point out to us what's true, which is that we carry Trump inside of ourselves, all of us, the bully, the bully inside, and then um, 
and the side of the victim. You know, the part that hates him is is the victim. But really, it's it's about we've manifested Trump um, because love is trying to move us past this polarity of bully and victim, of right and wrong, of what's good and what's bad. And, and so we needed this shaking, this kind of wake up, or I'll say I've needed, I'll stay with me, you know, I've needed the shake up. So I have many moments of going into that feeling of hate, you know, every time something comes out of his mouth, that feeling comes up pretty much. And then, um, <clears throat> but then there's this just greater knowingness of just like with my cats, that it's all moved through love as love. This is what love is which is such a almost um, antithesis to what the personal self can take in. And the fires, the same thing, you know, the, the burning, the, the, the hurricanes, like all the, the disasters, the seeming disasters, it's love that, that's doing all of this, which, you know, to the personal self, it doesn't make any sense. But we're needing for things to be burned away and stripped away. I think we need, I need to be down into this core of who I am, to know that I'm safe, to know that beyond the body, there's, there's, um, there is, we're love and we continue, this continues, it never ends. So I'm saying all of this sort of to, as a reminder to myself that the material plane, you know, nothing really matters there. It's really about um, just knowing that this is, this continues um, and this is what we are what I am and, and, and there's a part of me as I'm saying this is tr that, that truly is also trying to convince itself yes I can hear that you can hear that yeah yeah. so, so that's operating too yeah, yeah. Um, so there's the wanting to be all the way there here all the way here which is why you're my mentor <laughs> because I'm not feeling grounded in it fully yet yeah yeah so yeah, that's what's true. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So, dualistic love, hate. We've got that dichotomy. The love that underpins all is different to the dualistic love. Yeah. The love that underpins all doesn't have an opposite. When you, and I know I kind of do this linearly, go back, get wider. You know, it's, for me, it's, it just makes sense that it's kind of back and and almost in a line, you know, that creation rolls out in forward, you know, but behind you is where the stillness is. As you peel back to what, to what uh, away from the dualistic, and you go towards unity consciousness, okay, there it makes sense that uh, what is showing up as Trump is showing up as you, only the labeling mind says, I don't side with that, and I do side with the opposite. But at, at unity consciousness, yeah, you can see the overlap somewhere. Okay, that's unity consciousness perspective. As you go prior to the, the non-dual, the unity consciousness layer, even that falls down. Because the love that's back there doesn't know anything about the interconnectivity of everything. Because it's singular. There isn't things that need to be joined up. It's singular. And there is only that. The diversity isn't there. There is only that. So the human mind will try to say, 
yeah okay so it's all gone you could say it like that it's all God it's all love or it's all you know but as long as the mind tries to justify its perspective by bringing in a concept from another dimension it won't work it won't work because you're bringing in a concept from another plane it's only valid on another plane another zone another dimension of your perception you see you can't match them that's like oh there's nothing to do it's like darn if, if we're talking on the dualistic perspective there's loads to do loads to do loads to do if you're talking from the non-dual perspective of course there's nothing to do of course you were already awake but you know if somebody crashes into your car this evening well let's see how awake you are you know and that's where the work is that's where the work is you know can you sustain it so that when a dualistic event happens you don't go into the non-dual thinking you don't go into your non-dual belief system you see so we can't pick pick ideas in order to make the jewel more palatable. Do you see? So, so okay, absolutely. Like every now and then, Trump comes on the the the, the whatever it is, you know. Actually, I watch more Saturday Night Live than I do of um, the news. That's kind of like where I think, like, okay, I better watch the news. Something's happened. They're referring to it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um. When something's like, wow, like, there's a phenomenal, that's, that's just incredible. Maybe he's getting his cue from the last president. Everything the last president do, I'll, I'll just undo that. Because he actually can't think of what to do. Maybe that's it. So we said, Derek, had that conversation recently. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's actually his, his way of making decisions, you know, because he just actually doesn't have the capability of it, you know. And it's, it, I mean, maybe it's right. Maybe, you know, like, maybe that's how he thinks. So part of me kind of wants to understand how he thinks. But I live in Florida, and I drive down the street, and there's Trump, 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 One car in 20 might have a Democratic sticker of some sort. Maybe even one car in 50, you know? Like, yeah, it's like Florida, and it's like, what am I doing here? It's like amazing, but it's it's wonderful, because it's a great checklist. It's like, wow, there's another, you know, somebody with a, they're in my local supermarket, and they've got a Publix here, or Publix is the name of the supermarket, it's like your Safeway. They've got a Trump here, and they've got some kind of Trump thing on the, you know, their T-shirt, and they're all decked out, and they're, you know, you know, it's like, wow, wow, what's their life like? That's what I end up. That's what happens to me. Like, what's their life like? What, what, what's in their refrigerator? What do they eat? What? And I feel like it's like it's just so far from the where my brain is. I want to know your brain. It makes me gravitate towards Trump supporters. That's what's happened. It's like, it's, I'm just watching what, what's going on here, you know? But it makes me want to, like, understand what is it. And the more I understand, no, what I'm understanding more of is that there is this underbelly that thinks just like him. There are millions who think like him, millions who function like that. The hypnosis is that deep. It's like, okay, they, let them have their day. Let them have their day. That's fine. That's fine. And if it means the world blows up, that's fine because they need their voice, no? If, if there are ever those millions of people who really, really still believe in him, like, he's their representative. Okay, I get it. So, you know, if that means we go to war with North Korea or something happens, we'll write that out too because the voice of being hypnotized to that extent has to have its heyday. It has to see that this doesn't work. But right now they think it does work. Do you know? They've thought for a long time that it does work to be like that. But the hypnosis is so deep 
sooner or later it's going to hit incredible suffering. It has to. It has to hit incredible suffering. So it has to be allowed to be given the power to, or the rope to hang itself, the power to destroy itself. Do we all go down with it? Hey, so what? So what if we all go down with it? Something else will happen. You know, consciousness like, okay, human race wiped itself out? All right, okay. So, so, you know, the unfolding will unfold in another way. Your body-mind is going to die anyway. Whether it dies because of the president or whether it dies of old age in another jump number of years, what difference does it make? Actually, what difference does it make? Really? Really? Do you know? But the kind of love that has hate, both have to be abandoned. Both have to be abandoned. That kind of love, I'm not interested in it. It's conditional. It's like, it's a love that brings comfort and ease because it sees one side of something. There's only one side of something in a dualistic love. It's the opposite of something else. Go to where you can go. The first step is we're all interconnected. All right, we're all interconnected. Okay, that's the unity consciousness one. You can feel good there for a while, but nobody can stay in unity consciousness. So you won't be able to hold it. Nobody can hold it. Unity consciousness is a step along the way. It's a step along the way. So go deeper than that. And it's there you know, hey, whatever way this is unfolding, my brain can put a rationale on it to understand it. But what's the problem with it? What's the problem with it? Only my dualistic mind says it shouldn't be like this. Only my, my dualistic mind says, there's a, there's, a, there's a jerk you know, in charge of my destiny. No, there's not. No, there's not, actually. Like, that's a dualistic perspective. Your destiny is way back here. But the me, myself, I is going to run that story. Don't contract yourself to that. You're not that. You're not Deb Cohen. You're not. You're not. You're not. Do you see? So the wider we can go back, the more you can understand as, as pure consciousness understands. Do you see? And from there, it's actually not a problem at all. It's not a problem at all. It's really not a problem. I'm just intrigued because I'm like, how, how, what part of that brain is working? What, what? Do they ever experience unity consciousness? You know, people who, who are like him. I'm just intrigued. It gives me an opportunity because now they're front and central. You know? That's, that's what my brain does to it. You know, I'm kind of entertained. And how it rolls out is going to be how it rolls out. All I can do is what I do. I'll either be drawn to doing something about it or I won't. I, I'm not going to decide that. That comes from that which is moving every single gesture, every single word that comes out of my mouth. And it's my responsibility to bow down to, to, to the biggest picture so that the jack woman doesn't have her own agenda contaminating anything. That's my job. That's my spiritual practice. So that whatever comes through comes from the deepest access that my brain can manage. And that I don't hijack it personally by wanting it to sound a certain way by wanting any bullshit at all forget it, not interested in it I'm going back here and that it's my job to make sure that I don't adulterate, I don't contaminate I don't dilute, I don't modify anything that comes from the bigger picture you see so how far back can you go and can you live from there and for some people it's like go back to when you were three or four because that's where it is. Go back 60 years. It's like you all have that knowing. Where is the pointer? Where can you find the pointer inside? The, the pointer so that your brain can kind of stop for a second and you get a bit of distance and you're listening to pure consciousness. Your brain is listening to pure consciousness. And the flow that moves all moves you. Moves you. 
So the flow that moves all, how does it see the president? Check that out. Energy, yeah. Energy? yeah. yeah certain energy. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, apparently needs to run its course. And yes. Be front and center. That's right. It does need to run its course. It's its time for, for <laughs> to actually have the power that it always craves. Yeah. And will that far will that power destroy it? Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. Will it take us all with it with us? I don't think so, but there's a possibility. Mm-hmm. So be it. If that is what it takes for that power to, to destroy itself. It's craving, it's greed for power. If it goes belly up for the whole lot of us in order to annihilate it, it's so worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. The two cats. What it looks like from here is that their higher selves is what you saw. And their dualistic perspective that has conflict and competitiveness and whatever other game they're playing. The dualistic perspective has to run its course here. Will it stop in, as, when they're alive? Hmm. One of them might give up the ghost, the other one mightn't. Yeah. One of them might give up the game and the other one might still be hissing and spitting. Yes. You know, that... It feels like that's already started to happen. Yeah, I can see that coming in. There's a, there's a, there's a chink there, but I don't think they're... I, I don't think the second one is going to be able to go to their higher self. In this lifetime, I don't think so. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but but it's great because you're in a, an allowing. You're allowing the hatred to express. Yes. And if you can have that in your home, yeah. why can't you have it in the White House? In the White House, that's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, right. you can see how it needs to express and it needs to be managed. Mm-hmm. We could say, put put down the the, the cats, kill the cats, mm-hmm. and there's no way your being is like that's absolutely not an option. You see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe the president isn't going to get assassinated either. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, because it see? feels like it, who knows, but it feels like it has to play out, just like my cats are playing it out. That's right. Whatever just that's playing about. it out. Exactly. But I've, I've gotten, it took a while, but I've just gotten to peace around it. You know, I've been at peace around it. Yeah. It's, it's really yeah. fine. And it's beautiful it that you're accommodating happen. it. Yeah. You're accommodating it. There's something in you is allowing mm-hmm. this war to go on with these two animals you live with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So go to that place when you think of the White House. Yes. Go to that place. Exactly. It's like yeah. some part of me can allow crazy conflict mm-hmm. to run its course. Yeah. You know? And then it's not love, 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 hate at all. It's like, mm-hmm. it, that's taken out of the argument then. Mm-hmm. You know? It's beyond, yeah. It's beyond it. Yeah. And so when there is an emotional reaction when he does one of his, you know, mm-hmm. fantastic moves, <laughs> when he does that, like it's like, all right, so what's my emotional reaction here? Yeah. Can I be entertained? Can I actually be entertained? That's the goal. And it's the great reminder to not believe the thoughts. Yes. Because I just cause my own suffering. So That's just right. to keep letting go. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's just a show, you know? But the mind will say, but the consequences are huge. And it's like, yeah, sure, phenomenally, yes. Bigger picture? No. Nothing. He's a speck of dust, like we all are. He's a speck of dust. I, I just want to say, yes, after what you just said, that you are the one that's holding this with love. You're the one, you know. 
Yeah, she's doing it, yeah. Yeah, she's doing it, yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, yourself, and then the, I'm sorry, I, I just zoned out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, just everything has been amazing in terms of literally, I came up and did every single being that came up here, and you know, and, and yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that. And now Deb, and um, and and there are those moments of. Yeah. And and anyway, I'm just gonna and want it abidingly. Want want it. Don't wanna be you know, in the angst, in the yeah, even a moment. So so I guess what I'm saying is how does one abidingly hold although a few moments ago you kind of addressed it for a moment. She just said, So you I don't know quite how you said it, but I got it for a moment. It was like, oh yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. Okay. So anyway, that's and um and I guess a part of it is getting that I uh, so however it is, I just get to be with not from attachment, not from holding, not from fear, not from not good enough, not from not loving me enough, not from not enough. Which kind of does the game. Yes. Um, but from enough, beyond enough. Yes, beyond enough. Be, just all that is, or yes. all, I don't even know how to say it all. Yes. It's just that expense. Yes. That, that, anyway, okay. And, and at times there's just the, oh, oh hush, never mind. There's none of that. There's just, there's just. Yes, there's just. Yeah. Thank you. I, I just I needed to see it walking around. Just, yeah. I really thought this would go away if you just. Do you, I don't know if you're. You know, yes, I do. You're getting what I'm saying. I really thought that holding on to this piece, that piece, the pieces that I love, the beans, um, that this, like a handy option in the matter. But nevertheless, that this um, meant not this. I, I don't know if you're getting, and I just kind of, as we've sat here today, I've kind of gotten, it doesn't mean that. It, it means whatever it means. I don't know what it means. I'll just, I can just be with what it means. So it's not an either or. Uh-uh, it's just okay. kind of a, yeah, I guess I've had it either or, that yes. I really, there would, there would be the, Close down. Hold on. You're this is you know you're, yeah. you're gonna get through this one. You know how to do this. Only that knowing how to do it, as you say, is pure hell. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Pain and suffering. Yeah. At its as gently as I can say it, it's hell. It's yes. really why would one do that? Yes. Okay. Now, how do I? But anyway, like I said, but moment to moment. But I guess um, just sitting here. I'm just like, well, you're just going to get to do it as you do it. Yes. <laughs> There's this yes. sort of lovely piece in, oh, no, I guess I guess I just, when I go to I don't know, yes. or, and I, and, or I can't, or I, any of the yammy yamma, I just can let it be in. Anyway, yeah. And, and, and anyway.
what you have. <laughs> do you have a spiritual practice? Um, many. I do the um, awaken. Or it's just awaken the spirit. Can't remember my. And and I studied. I've studied for about four or five years. Um, a course in miracles. Okay. Yeah. And we have a study group that's been in this town. And but I found it through this. Uh-huh. But I knew I didn't want a path. I I knew. Yeah. I've done paths. Yeah. They, you yeah. get lost in paths, yeah. and and I just knew that my heart wanted my being needed yeah. bigger than paths. So um, I, Byron Katie is the non-spiritual just human, you know, yes. I love that voice, and uh, so anyway, doing Byron Katie, and I was so angry when my sister gave it to me for my 65th birthday, uh, which was this last year, I'm like, really, I have done this much work, and you're getting me um, loving what is, and it was like, got over it in about, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah, really, that's your ego that can't right. be with loving what is, really, right. what a gift in this light yes. being who gives me all my lights, yes. so anyway. I, I don't know what to say other than... I'd like to see you giving vastness to yourself. Okay. That's why I'm wondering, do you have a spiritual practice? Okay. Like, just to make an association of like, I don't know, when you, get out, when you wake up in the morning, just sit up in the bed for 15 minutes. Yeah. If, you, if you're on a timetable, set the clock earlier. Mm-hmm. But 15 minutes, you just sit up in the bed. It's like, okay, drop me into vastness. Okay. Just let it get as big as it can. Okay. Because when you're there... You're energetically very different. Okay. You're very different. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see that cultivated. Yes, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. And just to hang there and just cultivate it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you, you, you've found water in the jungle. Keep walking to it. Mm-hmm. Get that path cleared. Okay. okay. Do you know? Yes. So that you can go for the water in the morning. Mm-hmm. And okay, help you go for the water again next day. Keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that so that the pathway to it, to it some days you'll get it and some days you won't. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see there being more access. Okay. So that you can, at will, mm-hmm. it's like drop, drop out of all of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. And vastness for now, and then let, this, let the spaciousness be gone also. Okay. But vastness until okay. it's a piece of cake. Okay. Okay. But I'd like to see you starting every day from vastness. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you'll feel, darn, the contraction is in. That's what, like 11.30? And, and, the va- and the contraction is in. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, so what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's try again tomorrow. Okay. But I'd, I'd, I'd like to see a drip, 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 drip every morning okay. of, of the vastness. Because your energy field completely changes. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bring that into your life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hi there. Hey. So my question is really how do you how do you share this in a way that's not like um, doesn't turn people off? You know, because it's actually really helped me in a lot of ways. And um, sometimes I try to share that, and sometimes it's received uh, greatly. And sometimes it's like, you know, let's say somebody's going into like a, a me story, you know, and I can instantly see it because I, I did the same thing. And I'm one of those people that you have to chop it at the root, 
you know. So they'll kind of tell me the story, and I'll go, <clears throat> I'll say, oh, you know, don't take it personal. You know, it's not you. It's you know, it's this, it's that. You know, it really has nothing to do with you. And I'll give them something to try to take away that yeah. suffering. But in a way. Sometimes that really helps, and sometimes, like, after the fact, they'll talk to me again about certain things, or they'll, you know, there'll be that trust, and sometimes it's just like, I don't want to hear it, you know, just, you know, I want you to, like, kind of come back down from the mountaintop and just have a conversation type yeah. of but it's like, I can't really play in that realm without getting caught in it, so... For um, me, I, I try to stay out of there as much as I can. Right. So for them, it's like, if I'm thinking to stay out of it, it's like, that's the advice that I give, you know. So in some situations, is your motivation when you're helping a friend who's caught in drama, is your motivation to make sure you don't get caught in it? So you're giving them pointers, but it's really you're trying to help yourself to not get caught in it. Um, not necessarily their suffering. Like, I won't get caught in their suffering. Okay. But it's another way to remind myself. Okay. Like, when I hear their story and I see their mind going, then I can I can go, okay, it's just a, a mind thing. Let right. me just, you know. And then I try to give them that, you know. But some of them, they haven't touched that that stillness or anything yes. you know so it's like okay sometimes it can sound crazy sometimes it can sound you know I don't know how they're going to respond to it yeah so okay so there's a skill that I'd like you to develop for yourself okay. yeah and it's called discernment yeah and discernment discernment it's really about listening to feel what what needs to be said here because somehow you, you have an agenda. You're misreading it. Yeah. You're misreading it. Sometimes they just want you to be the mate and have a pint with them because they're just pissed off with something and they yeah. just need to let off steam. And that's the best gift you could give to them. Is like saying, that sucks. That really sucks that that yeah. happened to you. You know, but yeah. being able to read it, how, okay. how, uh, what's, what's, what's the appropriate response here? Gotcha. And you're not reading it because yeah, that's not that's that's lack of discernment. Okay, I think sometimes I do. I I kind of go between three different approaches. Yeah. One is like basically like trying to just chop it at the root. Which, yeah. You know, the other approach is kind of like you know be there and like yeah yeah that does suck you know yeah and be there yeah and this is mainly with my wife you know um, and then the other approach is just being present. You know, yeah, and that one seems to work pretty well. I mean, they yeah. all seem to work in their own way, but yeah, I guess it is discernment of yeah trying to figure out which approach. Exactly, it's about listening and saying, okay, I'm not going to say a thing until my mind says. My mind wants to say that's just your mind. Drop it, right? But yeah, actually, yeah. actually, you know, first of all, you're. Her husband, yeah. more than her spiritual teacher. Yeah, so yeah. the first role is, how can I support her right yeah. now? Yeah. Now, how can I be a spiritual teacher to her? Yeah. So the first one should be to hold the space for her. Okay. That's, yeah. that's the first one. 
Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. So, and the thing is then, it's like, okay, I listen to the rant. All right, now I just got to wait and, and see what comes through here. What, see what... Is Spirit saying this is an opportunity to, to show her her mind? Or is this, an op- is this just where I just got to bitch with her to just let this energy come out? Okay. You know? Yeah, because sometimes when I talk to her, like following these conversations or whatever, she'll say, I'm just identified with my mind or I'm just, you know. And usually she can go through a bad day, kind of blow off some steam and then be over it yeah. with it. But, see, that's not my approach. So usually I'm like, you're probably going to be caught in this for a while, you know, because if it was me, I would be. So I like to try to keep her out of it, but it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's because your agenda is coming in there, you yeah. know, because you're treating her like you would like to be treated. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, you're allowing me that my yeah. mind is a mess. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, because I want, I would like that reminder. You would like that. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of teaching yourself, but she's your wife. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. So when you do get caught yourself, uh-huh. what, what what happens? Do you get caught for a long time? Is it is it usually because you're you uh you you have an emotional reaction? It's emotional reactions get to you, isn't it? Is, um, it, is it does yeah, something makes you angry or pissed off? Is, are these the times when you go into story most? Yeah, so it's really weird because at the house, I feel pretty centered. You know, I have two kids that could be going crazy. You know, I've had those experiences like you were talking about, you know, as far as awakenings and the trees glowing yeah. and like looking at my kids and like seeing God, you know, just yeah. like and seeing everything as unity. Yes. And I feel like. I could always touch base, you know. Yeah. But sometimes I, I don't, you know, I walk away from it. But I think what actually catches me up is like at work, there's like a underlying fear that's always there, you know. Like as soon as I'm driving there, it's just kind of intensifying, intensifying. Then I go up the stairs, it kind of intensifies. And I, I've been doing stuff even though it's there. Um, and so at work, it's more of a chatterbox. You know, my mind's more active. And uh, I could lose it there, maybe take things more personal. Um, but the whole time, I'm trying not to. You know, so I'm trying to remind myself and trying to stay present, and, you know. What is it that starts as you drive into work? What's the story that's giving you the fear? I think my story is something could go wrong. Something can go wrong. And, it, and there's nothing that it's really super tied to, but it's more tied to people. Situations never bothered me, you know? Like, anything could happen. I could break down or car towed away. It is what it is, but uh, people, it's more about... People letting you down, you letting people down, people misunderstanding you, what? Probably just, um, probably like acceptance-type issues, like... Uh, you know, like fear of failure, fear of what people think, those kind of things, you know. And it's gotten a lot better. Um, I had a lot of different limiting beliefs that I've kind of worked through. And last year or two, I've been getting promotions and okay. stepping out of those boundaries and limitations. Um, does your mind run the story that you're a fake, that you're a fraud? Do you run that one? Um, no. No, okay. No. Okay. No, not, not too much. Like, um, 
I, I guess I could kind of get that if, you know, if I'm telling somebody to do a certain thing, but I'm not always doing it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, I could see that aspect of things, yeah. yeah. Do you think um, you could get fired? Yeah, I always have. Even though it be, I work for the city, so it's, I mean, it's pretty it's hard. Safe. Yeah, it's pretty pretty safe. Um, but almost like you're always in trouble or something, like you're going to get in trouble or something. Yeah. Just a weird, That's a weird, weird thing that's always there, you know. And I, I used it before, like, waking up, you know, and knowing anything about this. I always had, like, a, a feeling right here, like a giant void. Okay. And then after... Plexus, yeah. Yeah, after awakening, um, you know how you said go back 60 years or, you know, any of those good pointers? It's like, I could just put my attention there. Yeah. And it keeps me in that space. Right. But it, at the same time, this... It's not really a, a painful void anymore, but this is also where my emotions come up. Yeah. So it's like I'm I'm holding that space, but things are also coming up. Yeah. And so I'm learning to live live yeah. with things and you know yeah. working through you know life while also having one foot. Yes. Like yes. that, you know. So have you ever done something like this? Gone into the woods with a stick and beat the crap out of the trees for half an hour? No. Like let it rip. Yeah. I'd love to see you let it rip. Yeah. Like to where you've got welts in your fingers, you know? Okay. I'd, I'd really like to go deep into the woods someplace. Okay. And beat the shit out of the trees. <laughs> the trees are up for it, you know? They're, they're yeah, great. yeah. Okay. There's a few releases that, that, like, I'd love to discharge. It's like a lot of the stuff just needs out. It just needs out. Yeah. You know? And I, I've heard some analogies of like, after you wake up, you know, the fan's still going to spin or like, you know, the boat's still going to keep going for a while. And it seems like things are slowly slowing down, but there's still that underlying. Yeah. There is. Um, there's there's a, a load of discharge that has to come out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. emotion is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anger, rage. Okay. Rage. Yeah. 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 And when is the first time that you felt, do you remember, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get caught, I'm going to do something wrong? Or When is the first time that that feeling started? Um, probably just young childhood. Um, it's worth digging into that one. Yeah. My mom, she's a uh, she's super nice lady, but she was pretty tough. Right. You know? So, right. Um, maybe the fear of like getting that. something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. To try and find the first time you felt it. Let those memories come up. Okay. And mm-hmm. it's really weird, like you said, you know, go back when you're four and, and those kind of things. It's like, um, I felt like enlightened as a kid. You yes. Know? Even yes. in life was chaotic or different things were going on. Yes. And it's like, I always felt grounded. And then probably teenagers, you know, that's when yes. things got crazy. Yeah, you things know? got crazy. But, yeah. Yeah. So, so with some patterns that you've picked up that still need to be thrown off. Mm-hmm. That'll help things a lot. It's weird because I can't tie it to certain stories anymore. It's more like, like the gentleman was saying, just that you know, in that dream, how it's just sadness or just fear. Yeah. It's like 
you know, I can't just go and say, this is the thought okay. and question it. Okay. Okay. But it's in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in your body. Yeah. 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 You'll find them. The first one is, I want to see that rage come out of your system. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We need to kind of just tidy things up a bit, you know? Yeah. A lot of energetic discharge, like a lot of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go for that. And then let's see. You might get some, some memories of like, darn it, that's, I had that feeling when I was, I don't know if it started there, but I had that feeling, like when I was 10 or okay. something, of, of like, shit, I'm going to get something wrong here, I'm going to get something wrong here. Wherever yeah. you can trace it back to... Well, it's kind of weird, like the victim mentality. Yeah. Like, I had that big time. Like, now it's it, I don't really have that. Because yeah. I always think, like, one, how could it be any different? Or people are only acting yeah, from yeah. their level of consciousness. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. The situation would have to be different. The yeah. person would have to be different. So, I did drop that victim mentality. And that was holding together a lot of different things. But, um, yeah. But for some reason, that subtle. So maybe it's yeah. a bit of residue from that. Is that what you're thinking? Possibly, possibly. It yeah. might be. Yeah. It might be. Okay. Yeah. 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 Spend a bit of time with it. Okay. Yeah. And now, like I know, um, some teachers they'll say just like let it be there and just you know. If I'm it comes all for out, clearing it out. Okay. I'm all for clearing it out. Yeah. Sure. Um, is it is it better to? I know it's not good to resist it, but sometimes I can just like drop the story or yeah. kind of just like, you know, touch on base and let the feeling be there or whatever. But that's kinda... perfect. If you can do that, okay. if you can stay outside of all of it and the feeling is there, that's fine. Okay. Then, then I'd let it be. Okay. Whereas okay. if it disconnects you, you know, if you're like, yeah, I, I can have one foot in outside of all of it but actually I think I'm just kidding myself and it's really a memory yeah okay right and yeah. it's like alright no 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 the honest thing is it's got me it's got me yeah yeah alright now I've, now I've got to unpack it okay. but if it's like yeah there's totally knowing that it's got no potency at all then it's fine oh yeah then it's, it's fine it's definitely got some pull still I think yeah. so yeah I think so yeah yeah that's when to leave things when they're, they're they don't they don't shake you it's like, well, then it's fine. Why would you get yeah. rid of it then for? It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because some things, it's, it's weird, just dropped away. Yeah. Off the bat. And yeah. Some things, not so much. You know? That's right. And I, I don't know if some things maybe just stay. You know? Who knows? Uh, it's, it's an ongoing evolution. It yeah, was an, yeah. an evolution. It's, yeah. it's ongoing. I don't ever want to stop yeah. mopping up. Yeah. I don't ever want to hang up my gloves and yeah. say it's all over. No. It's like, what, what? Well. No, it doesn't make sense to me. The other thing too is... I want to be growing, you know? I had that approach to where, like, um, sometimes I, I kind of look at it as like, it's not even me, you know? I'm in the background, or like yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. back here. Yeah. So it's like, at the same time, I don't want to give it too much too much energy and time and space and stuff because it's like, it's not really, you know? And at the same time... Okay, I'm are you background. using a spiritual concept there to avoid it? Maybe. Um, well, maybe that, but maybe I kind of feel like I don't really feel like it is me. Like the real me, you know? I feel no, like it's, not the real it's something you. that's coming up 
you know, in my experience that's gonna that keeps coming up? Yes, if you if it keeps coming up and we're talking about it here, uh huh. It needs to be cleared. Yeah. It needs to be cleared. Okay. Yeah, because if we're talking about it at Satsang, okay. why would it come into this energy? Why? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It has potency. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't run from any of it. Keep, keep your hands, sleeves rolled up. Okay. Stay with it. Yeah. You know, it, there, there's nothing as stinky as like an awakening where, you know, where one really thinks, oh, it's all done. I know it's not using spiritual concepts to like not do the work. It's like, whoa, that gets toxic. That gets yeah, toxic. see, I, I don't really have that option because I have two modes, either yeah. free or suffering. Okay. So, okay. you know, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can do the spiritual concept thing yeah. and still be suffering, but there's only two things for me. But, but to free. know that you have to do the suffering, the spiritual concept isn't going to... Yeah. If the suffering is up, deal with the suffering, you know? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Or you know, you think, oh, there's nothing in this. There's nothing in this, actually. It's just, it's empty. Okay. You know? But look in the first place. To okay. make sure it's like it's empty rather than, no, 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 I know that's not real. It's like, just have another look. Have another look. You know? Yeah. Okay. And then it's like, no, there's nothing there. Turn this back, backwards, sideways, up and down. There's nothing there. It's like, okay, all right, now you've looked. Yeah. Right. I, I feel like I've done that with quite a few stories. Yeah, sure. And that's worked pretty it's well. It's got to be across the yeah. board. Yeah, it's great. Where you just like, okay. Well, yeah, you run the rounds just to make sure. Yeah. That thoroughness is worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. Okay. Because the mind is darn tricky. Yeah. And I know that they, that's the kind of tricky thing with this, is I know they kind of mirror each other, you know, thoughts and emotions. Yeah. But this one I can't tie to, Yeah. other than that thought, something that yeah. could happen. Yeah. yeah. So. But I want to see all your emotions unblocked. Yeah. So we start with rage. Okay. That's where we start, just so yeah. that your whole emotional body gets loose. Yeah, I think the only time like rage really came out was like when I like drank or something like that when I was younger. Right. Um, right. So I think I kind of that's probably one thing that I do try to hold back. Yeah, yeah, that's gotta be freed up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But on a tree. Or yeah, on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. a selection of big thick sticks, and out you go and into the woods, okay. deep into the woods, and just let it rip. Okay. Yeah, out of control, like. Yeah. Get out of control, you know. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. You're welcome. You're welcome. We've like about fifteen minutes left. Who would like to come up? Yes, please come. So, in the process of, of awakening, so what is the point between trying to make it happen? And trusting the process, what is called grace, just surrender to the process. How not to fall between, okay, I am pushing a lot just to awake, I am doing whatever I need, long meditation hours, going to retreats, or trusting the process, let it go completely. But if you, if you stop doing something or, or not, not doing something, maybe not, nothing will happen. So what, what, what is the middle way there just between just trusting life is going to happen at the right time, at the right place, and or doing some effort to make it happen? 
Mm. Everybody's a little bit different. Okay. Have you ever not done a spiritual practice and tried just trusting it and like hands off? Okay, let's see what happens. I Throw do that. Yes, but I go back to you know. I need to do something. I just trust in the process and let go of everything. But I feel in the inside myself, you know, I, I need to go back to make, to make it happen. Okay. Okay. Mm. You get that feeling to make it happen. Can you tell me more about that motivation to like, okay, I've, you know, I, I've been doing nothing, but I need to go back. Tell me, tell me about that, about the thing that makes you go back to doing the work. Tell me more about that. How does it feel? Does it, what does it say? Does it have a reason? Is it, does, it, does it say... Like, pop, 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 tell me more about that voice, that motivation. Well, that voice that you know, it comes to, to sincerity. That you know something is missing here. Uh, you are not awake. Okay. Uh, you do not deceive yourself, oh, I am awake. No. You know, when, when you know that you are awake, you know. Yes. But when you are not, you say, I cannot continue in this way. I need to work for that to make it okay. happen. Okay. Because you don't want to be what is called a spiritual bypass. Yes. You say, I am a good person, yes. kind person. No. It's not that way. Okay. So, and that's happened when my experience is, okay, you trust in life. And life will challenge you. It's going to give you the... Uh, the moment, okay, let's, let's, let's see how you respond to this. Yes, yes. So, okay, I'm going to test you. Yes. Whatever you call a higher power, whatever. So I'm going to test you to see if you're really there. And that's okay, I'm not, I know that. So I need to work more. Yes. As you mentioned to him, just go to the forest and yes. see if So what, what is the middle way to know not to form it, okay, I do nothing. Okay. So because you've tried do not, doing nothing, and, and I like what your mind said in order to make you go back and do it again. I like it. There could easily be like guilt or I'm missing out or it doesn't come from that. It's actually coming from a place of sincerity of where, where you need to go back and do something. So you're, you remind me a little bit of a warrior, you know? Yeah. You have that energy, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. Is that okay, or is some part of you kind of pissed off with, with that warrior, steady warrior thing? Well, sometimes I need a break. Yes. From, from that war. Yes. Because I know that I push a lot to yes. do it. And, uh, but it's the pain behind that that is pushing that. Yes. And I, it's that deep pain for awakening. It's like a yearning. Yes. I've been there for years, years, okay, I want to do this because I know what else in life. And that's, that's another point, okay, what is the purpose of being human? We know, okay, my, my understanding is collectively, okay, we are here to awake from the dream, humans. Okay, but what is my individual mission in life, my individual destiny? And that's what you want also, okay, I don't want to lose this opportunity that I'm alive, just to let it go. And uh, so that's, that's the word comes, okay, I will not allow it. And, uh, but sometimes I just drop everything. I'm tired of this. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. 
for somebody like with that 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 type of somebody like you the way you're wired it might be useful to do like five days on two days off five days on two days off rather than exhaust yourself and then hit a wall and then like you can't do it anymore or you're it's pointless can you take a day in the week off with no spiritual practice at all yeah I can do that I think that actually might help mm-hmm. because I I don't like the idea of you just stop kicking back the more I hear you speak is like it's not your way it's just not your way to completely stop so if we can integrate a rest where you can I said it the wrong way around if we can bring in a rest so that you can integrate what you've done for six days, take one day off. What you've done for six days, take one day off. And it might mean just being softer on your diet and no spiritual practice. And it's just like, no, I'm just going to take this day and I'm going to feel all right about taking this day. That's your day of dipping back into the world. But really what you're doing is you're, you're integrating. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see more integration time. The work that you do, because you don't take breaks, you're not able to integrate it. So you're, you're doing more for, for the same reward. That's because there's no integration time. Because of the intensity of how you keep at it. Keep at it, keep at it. You see? So you're doing more because there's no settling in time. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing. I, I would, if I were you, take one day a week off of just no, no spiritual practice. Just and, and enjoy it and say, this is for my body to integrate, this is for my mind to just, just rest, just, just rest. Longer term, this would work better. Um, in a way, you kind of have no option, you know? You, you, have, you have the warrior energy in this lifetime. You, you kind of have no option mm-hmm. but to keep chip, 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 chip. This is your way. It's not one big taproot. It's like chip, chip, chip. This is your way, you know? What will help you a lot is Ramana Maharshi's approach, the who yeah. am I. You, know, you, you do it already? That's my practice. Yeah. It's really good for you. Oh, yes. I'm glad you found it already. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Arunachala? No. Go. Go to the mountain. What is this place? This is where Ramana Maharshi is the guy who had that. It's in India. So, 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 the bottom of India has two states, Tamil Nadu and Kerala. Mm-hmm. And in Tamil Nadu, Chennai is the main city, main airport, two and a half hours west, inland from there, is this mountain called Arunachala. And Ramana Maharshi lived there from when he heard, because you know his, I don't know if you know the story of him, um, when he woke up, he was 15 or 16 or something, he, he, and he, he, his body died, or he thought his body died, we don't know if it did or not, he was alone in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. And for two years he was listless and like, well, I know none of this is real, but I can't say a thing and I can't do anything and I've no interest in anything, really. And he kind of moped around going to school and doing things for two years. And then um, an uncle came to visit his sister, who was his mom. An uncle came to the house and he was talking uh, about his travels and what, where he'd done. And, and he mentioned Arunachala. A friend of his had been to Arunachala and he goes, what's the name of the place you said? What did you just say? And animation came and he said, Arunachala. He said, it's, it's mounted. Where is it? And so he figured out how to get there. He stole money from his mother and he went on a one-way ticket. So he was like 17 or 18 or something at this point. 
And he stayed there his whole life. And it's a mountain. It's a mountain. And it has an extraordinary energy. And I'd like you to go for like a month. Okay. Is that doable? I will try. <laughs> yes, I will try to do it. Okay, three weeks? Maybe. Oh, yeah, two weeks is Okay. Okay. Right, a few weeks. All right. It gets really busy from like November to February. It's just full of spiritual tourists and spiritual <laughs> teachers. Okay, not to go those days. No. Yeah. No. And then it gets really hot in like March, April. It's hot. Okay. We're going to the beach, so. So, can you manage the heat? Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. End of February, March. Okay. If you can. And if you can't, go next September. Yeah. I will have to go. Do. Go there. Go there. There are two caves where Ramana spent years. There's something in Arunachala that's, that's going to m- move you. Mm-hmm. Do something. It's just going to move whatever needs to be moved. And okay. I can't find any other place in the planet that's going to give it to you, actually. Uh, it, it's Arunachala. You've got to go to Arunachala. Okay. It's on the list. <laughs> Put it at the top. Yeah, I went to China to caves. I was many training caves in China. So, yeah, I understand that. It's Arunachala. Okay. The other question that I have is about the individual process. Okay, I have, I have the dangers of a process. Isn't no, it? The, uh, individual process. Individual. So, one is okay. I have this warrior attitude. Yeah. But at, at some point, well, part of my way of being, I am too kind, too gentle, and one of my understanding and one of my lessons in life is to conf- to, to, to speaking up, yes. confronting people. Yes. And life keeps bringing me challenges to do it. But because of my nature that I'm kind, gentle, I do not do it. And that causes a lot of anger, frustration for only speaking up at the precise moment. So when that passes, I say, why didn't I speak up? Right? And that the anger starts to build up in my system, which I have a lot of anger and rage that I'm working on releasing, doing similar things that you mentioned. Mm. And, uh, but it seems my understanding is okay. We have a collective path. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about the uh, life lessons. For me, my understanding is until I do not work on that or I do not do not solve that pattern in my life is going to keep coming up. Like uh, life is going to give me situations. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the question. Is that a hindrance to an awakening? If until I work on that pattern's fear, anger, that will not happen. It's just an idea on the mind. Okay. What I'm interested in is you, you seeing that when you're in a situation where, if, if you thought of it, you, you could confront somebody. When you're in that situation, the energetic setup that's there in that moment doesn't allow you to speak up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't allow you because you're reading things energetically. You, you, it's not just, he said this and I said this. And it's not just that. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 you've got a lot of senses at work. 
And so the situation is not allowing you enough bandwidth to go into confrontation. Or the energy in my body. There is something that is blocked in my body that doesn't allow me to speak up at the right moment. Okay. But when... Yes, because, because of the scenario. It's got to do with, with the other things that are at play. Mm -hmm. If it was just, okay, we're going to just land you in here in front of somebody and they'll say something and then it's your moment to say. You, you'd be able to do it then because there's nothing else, no other dynamics going on. At the moment, your system doesn't know how to engage dualistically when there's all these other dynamics going on. What you're doing is that afterwards then, your mind is imagining that the situation was different. Mm -hmm. That there was just this incident and you could have just said it. You couldn't because at that moment there was all these other things at play which were not verbal. Right? So then to waste energy imagining it could have been different, that's real bullshit. Mm -hmm. That's totally, throw, throw that out. It's like, if I could have said something in that moment, I would have. And you would have in that moment said something. What I would like you to do is being more verbal anyway. When, when, you're, you're, when you're reading a situation, I'm not sure how conscious you are of, of other dynamics that are going on, but you, you, you pick them up, all kinds of dynamics that are not said. You're, you're very good at reading them. When situation, a situation is, is giving you these, these other dynamics... Be more vocal at the very beginning. If you can set up the neurology that you're just talking, whether you're talking total crap, I don't care. But if you're engaging dualistically so that you keep the dualistic network going while these other energies are going on, you will be able to come out with more speech. Whereas if you are quiet, your system is watching these other dynamics and there isn't enough of attention ready to communicate dualistically to tell somebody this isn't on. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? So the way around this is actually to be more vocal because it keeps some part of you in the dualistic mode. Some part of you. Mm -hmm. I don't know any other way around it except speak more. Okay. Around, a, you know, if there's an area that might, it's like, hmm, sometimes there's going to be conflict with that person. Just become more vocal around them. Mm -hmm. So that blah, 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 oof, there it goes, out it comes. Okay. Whereas when you're watching other dynamics, not at all. Your, your, your sensory perception is all, it's not watching. It's not connected to verbal uh, here and now and what needs to be said. It's not. You're, you're tuning into too many other things. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking your way through it, if you're being more vocal, you will have access. Okay. That'll work. I don't know if I can't think of any other way, but that will work for you. I will try. Yeah, be more vocal. So you need to be aware when the next situation comes. Because then they are coming. They're coming, yeah. Yeah, they are coming. Yeah. Because my understanding that's my lesson in life, just to not be gentle. Yes. Just to speak of my truth. <laughs> yes. Stand up for, for, for myself, because when you are too spiritual, or you want to be kind and yes. gentle. The spiritual conditioning will make oh. you... Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. Well, for yeah. me, it doesn't work. Yeah. And, uh, okay. Yeah. And if it means you have to go to the extreme, do that. 
if you have to say, well, fuck you to somebody, then do that. Like, don't limit it. When it starts to flow, don't limit it. Don't edit it at all. Yeah. Don't. You can't. Because then, you, then you'll shut down totally. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to just let it come and the other person will... They can sort it out themselves. Do you know? I wouldn't go and apologize. Like, no way. Let it land whatever way it's going to land. Honor, honor, honor what speech that needs to come through you. But be more vocal. Just be more vocal, engaging. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. The news, anything. Anything. Just be more vocal so that you're keeping that part of yourself engaged. Thank you. Sure. You're welcome. You're welcome. Is everybody okay? We're at the time. Is there anybody bursting who needs to come up?